Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Woo! Hey guys, it's Bella, joined here by Chris. Oh, woohoo. We're back. <laughs> We're back. For a final time, I'm afraid. Oh yeah, so this is going to be our final episode of the season. We're coming off of an international break, but we will be heading into one of our own. Quite a long international break. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. So Chris is going to be leaving. And tell everyone where you're going to be leaving to. Well, I'm going to be studying abroad. and uh, Indeed, and where so? The, well, of course, <laughs> chosen exclusively for the bountiful education uh, educational opportunities the city offers. I will be going to Liverpool. Bountiful, um, I like that. Yes, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Hope maybe I'll... Uh, I don't know. I could I could have some live match content or something yes. along those lines. Yes, and if I'm still doing this, uh, depending on the sc- on, on my schedule next quarter, we'll have you call in straight from Liverpool and provide. What time some is it there right now? Eight o'clock at night. Yeah, They're seven hours bad. ahead of us, I it's believe. Not bad. Yeah, so it'll be cool. We'll we'll make it work somehow, and I wish you um, the best and Thank a great you. experience. I know you're going to have a great experience over there, so it's going to be really cool. But it's it's we still have a whole hour today, our final hour together. So we're gonna talk about what we usually talk about before we have to go into the reality of parting ways. Yes. <laughs> so okay, so the top news right now that has been just completely shaken the the football world out there was the sudden sacking of Poch. Po- Pochettino is out, and Jose Mourinho. Yeah. is in thoughts thoughts chris i mean when i saw it i was surprised mm-hmm. anytime you see news like that it's, it's gonna be surprising but i mean spurs are what 12th in the premier league right now for a team that was in the champions league final last year in large part due to potch mm-hmm. i may say but still you know that place in the table is unacceptable. At some point, something has to give. Right. And so something that this to me was so striking because all of a sudden they're he's sacked. Then all of a sudden talks right away are, oh, Mourinho's gonna be gonna be next. That's who's who's gonna take over. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, what? When I wake up in the morning and see that Jose Mourinho has been appointed the new head coach. And and to me, this means this had been talked about many weeks before and that had been confirmed yesterday that that was already in the talks um I have a statement that I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the quote by Daniel Levy on on Mourinho he said quote in Jose we have one of the most successful managers in football he has a wealth of experience can inspire teams and is a great tactician he has won honors at every club he has coached. We believe he will bring energy and belief to the dressing room, end quote. So with that there, Daniel Levy, the um, the head of, you know, the, the owner over there, he says that Mourinho is going to be great for the team. And a lot of people, Tottenham Spurs fans, are are seeing the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, basically, like, yeah, they what... Seem, they seem reasonably happy about right. it, kind of surprisingly so. Right, so I just want to briefly go into, basically, Jose Mourinho's, um, 
just accomplishments as as a manager. He's won 20 major honors, and that's three more than Tottenham Spurs have as a at, like in their history as a sad. club. Yeah, that's a little sad. Right. So he's won eight league titles, eight domestic cups, two Champions League, one UEFA Cup, and one Europa League. So the fact that he's that stacked with honors. That's cool, but but one big issue that I see personally happening with this is I see players like Dele Ali, one of one of my favorites on that team, and Christian Eriksen, who's already just trying to leave there, um, just completely fasting for or like hitting the you know the the gear, pressing on the gears on just leaving the club because I could see them clashing with Mourinho. Because we all know how how his relationship with certain players can go. Yeah, he always seems to end up kind of uh, in conflict with at least one player. And mm-hmm. I guess the question is, who's that going to be? I think Deli Ali has been mentioned as a prime candidate for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, honestly, I, as much as I have rooted against Mourinho's teams in the past, I think this is a pretty good hire for Spurs. I think it made sense given the, the circumstances. I mean, who else are you going to hire? If you want to really give your club a boost, I think you have to bring in the big name. Um, you know, had they brought in, I don't know, any kind of unknown manager, I just mm-hmm. don't think that it inspires. I think the Mourinho legacy and, and brand, if you will, um, could go a long way. Yeah, and it's it's interesting seeing all those like old social media videos of the things he's done to to the media and the press and oh, all that. Some so great. I mean, he has had some great um, reaction videos. Oh and yeah. Interviews. I texted my father. My father and I were texting about this the moment the news broke, and he's like, "Can you believe it?" And all that. I'm like, "Yeah, Dad, get your popcorn ready for this because it's going to be a fun ride with Mourinho back in you know in the spotlight." So my question to you is, though, do you think if Tottenham were to have won the UCL last season that that Poch would have still been sacked? Well, that's, you know, and not saying Let's say they still were, they were performing the way they have been performing mm-hmm. this season, but the only difference is that they won UCL last season with Poch. You think that they would keep him, or would he have still been sacked? Yeah, I guess if that were the case, I'd have to imagine he'd stay, um, mm-hmm. just because that's such an incredible. Honor and who, for a and club. and but who do you think, also, Erickson or Dele Alley? What what player do you think will be the first to be thrown under the bus under Mourinho's reign? I kind of see Dele Alley as a classic Mourinho target. Um, yeah, and that's what I see too. I could just see that happen. I think Erickson's going to leave anyways. Erickson's leaving, and I think, yeah, for sure, in the I, January transfer. I don't really see Mourinho tolerating a player that's talking about wanting to leave a club. Once, mm-hmm. you know, once a player verbally wants to leave a club, why keep them? Exactly, Erickson. If not by January transfer window, he will be gone at the end. You know, in the summer transfer window, and Real Madrid is, seems to be uh, the place. But speaking of speaking Real Madrid, of Real Madrid, players who want to transfer. Yeah. Um, one wow. one thing, though, before we go on to that, I just want to bring up one thing that Mourinho said this in <laughs> a little strange. Yeah, I want to I will. Let's just go straight to it. What he said in the press conference about Pochettino. I'm smiling for today's 
I have to do it. I have to speak about um, Mauricio. I have to congratulate him for the work he did. And I, had, I have to share with you what um, we already share indoors, which is uh, this club will be always his, uh, his home. This training ground will be always his training ground. He can come when he wants. When he miss the players, when he miss the people that he work with, the door is always open for uh, for him. And <laughs> do you do you really wow. see that happening? Well, I certainly don't see it happening if Poch goes to Man United. Um, what's funny about all this is that Mourinho it's an interesting offer. Right, and what's funny about this is that Mourinho years ago said that he would never go to the Spurs because of his love for Chelsea. Hmm. So the fact that this did end up happening, you know, it, it, it's it's funny. So we're just gonna have to they see go where Poch. United, so I guess that kind of. Uh, yeah, I think Arsenal for players. sure is out of the out of the question for Poch. It's completely out oh, of it because no, he yeah. said that he would he wouldn't, but no chance. Yeah. So we'll have to see with that. But as we were going into with Real Madrid, something really interesting happened. Would, would you mind uh, going ahead and introing it in for us as you did sure. on the social media yeah, video? As for our social media fans, for our true fans, <laughs> um, I'm sure you, you saw our little preview there. But essentially, uh, Wales were playing in the Euro qualifiers. Mm-hmm playing at home i believe but what's the slogan well i know i'm getting there um and so you know fans make banners for games and and one set of fans made a made a banner saying wales golf madrid in that order and gareth bale posed with it after the match front and center after qualifying for euros i mean i thought it was fantastic so he was front and center on the pitch after the game, after qualifying for you know for his country of sense, a moment of great pride and joy. So obviously he's not going to be worried about what's written on the flag. He's front and center, just celebrating, holding that up. It's all as he said, a bit of fun and you know just joking. And now he's getting blasted by Real Madrid. But what's new? What is new? Yeah. If Bill breathes the wrong way, Real Madrid yeah, will exactly. talk about it. I mean. He's- if you like, it's so it's such hypocrisy. They one day, Real Madrid, you know, are insulting him for speaking out about not playing, and we've talked a lot about on this show about like how he's just so undervalued at that club, mm-hmm. and I think it's terrible. Um, and so, honestly, all the power to Gareth Bale for proposing with that flag I and i nothing, agree with that because nothing wrong with it i think it's pretty funny right he has done so much for the club initially and once you start getting blasted time and time again by someone or not even someone a whole huge fan base and a club and you don't feel appreciated then why do you need to reciprocate it you know what i mean he's done his fair share of of good stuff at Real, and if they're not going to appreciate and they're going to keep giving him a bunch of crap about it, then I'm sorry. Like, it's it's not... People need to get over it. Madrid called his flag celebration a joke in very bad taste, and you know what? If those are his priorities, then those are his priorities at this point. In that order. 
Bale even said he's more comfortable and excited playing with Wales because he doesn't have that language barrier. He's comfortable with his own guys. And let's be real, those guys aren't putting him in a bad spot or making him feel alienated. He should play for Cardiff. Yeah, so we're going to have to see what's going to happen with Bale. It's been a long time coming for something like this to happen. Um, But it's just funny how the one time he does something against the club, it's like an outrage. But the club has been against him for quite some time now. I can't stand Real Madrid. I really can't. So but this this yeah it's it's been it's been interesting and a lot of people you know, are I wonder if Jose would look into a return into a bail return to Spurs I don't know I think if anyone's gonna take replace, him it would be Mourinho replace uh, departing Erickson I don't see any reason why Mourinho wouldn't take. Balin. I'd like that move. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be an intriguing move. Yeah, I could see that. Bale and Erickson just completely swapping. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really interesting. But moving on, we're we're gonna we're gonna move on from that because I'm I'm really I'm getting tired of of the Real Madrid blasting Bale situation. So on to some more interesting uh, local news. Yeah, I the didn't. Sh- the I Chicago didn't see this. Fire. Wait, I'm gonna look this up while you introduce this. Yeah, the Chicago Fire changed their logo and their name, and they changed their name. Yeah, so th- it's not not a big not a big change, but basically what they're doing it's in terms of rebranding. As you all know, they finally they're making their move to Soldier Field, which the season will start, and they're gonna start playing there in February. But I'm gonna share a quote with you uh, based on the Chicago Fire's uh, release on this whole rebranding and changing. So, quote, at the center at the center of our badge, the oh fire crown God. with flames inverted what to become a logo? crown. Yeah, I'm so, sorry for interrupting no, you. My... No problem. You're, we're going to get right into that. I'm going to ask you what your opinion is on it. On but Earth? I'm going to continue with this quote from them that they released. With flames inverted to become a crown tells the story of a dramatic rebirth and how it became the legend of our city's people. Bold, brave, big-hearted, the same qualities that inspired Chicagoans to build a great world city from the ashes of the Great Fire are still alive in every neighborhood among some of the extraordinary people who call Chicago home. These are the people who make no little plans. They stand for Chicago as we invite you to. So basically, in this flashy new era of the MLS, franchises like the Chicago Fire need to just keep up with, you know, LAFC and and all these places. So they swap their name instead of Chicago Fire SC Soccer Club. Now they're the Chicago Chicago Fire FC Football Club. And their logo is quite different. And I'm not really I'm not liking it. I'm not liking this Uh, new logo. So I want to hear your opinion. Well, it looks like it was made in PowerPoint, first of all. (laughs) And like what? The MLS, just every time they introduce a new name or new team or new logo. Yeah. It's just like the most pretentious, stupid thing I've ever seen. I'm sorry. They were thinking of removing fire from the name, but then they were like, no, we're going to use it to stand. First of all, FC. Nobody in Chicago. Yeah. Like uses that. Calls it that, you know. You think football in Chicago, the Bears play football. Nobody calls it mm-hmm. football. Especially now that they're at kid? Soldier Field, so they're, and, you know. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, and then they have the – all MLS teams seem to do this. They 
whenever they introduce a new logo, they like, you know, this line represents. Uh, <laughs> they have like all these yeah. unnecessary intricate yeah. details. Like uh, we've included six stars <laughs> to represent the. Um, six mayors in our city's history yeah. it's like who cares uh-huh but the, i mean this is so bad it's really bad yeah it's the like, chicago fire have much other more important things to be thinking about than their logo maybe just try improving on the pitch uh so that yikes. it could be more appealing for fans to go watch especially now that you're going to be on a bigger stage maybe worry I mean, about those is, things this is up there with that leeds united logo reveal a few years ago yeah, so that's what's happening with the Chicago Fire right wow. now. A uh, lot of... That is not good. Yeah, that's basically what fans are thinking right now. So we're just going to have to see how that's going to happen. I think they should be focusing on more important things, but <laughs> it is what it is. So moving on, international break. There has been some interesting stuff that has happened in our November international break. What would you like to discuss first, Chris? Um. Well whole bunch of teams qualified mm-hmm. including wales um and finland for the first time ever yes. are going to the euros so it's gonna be a pookie party yeah in the euros this summer so good for them um mm-hmm. the dutch qualified so big verge and genie oh be, yes our dutch lions will be uh going to euros that's good i don't think they made it last time so it'll be nice no, to have didn't. them back um who else qualified? We haven't no, seen them England. on a national level in a while on yeah. the big stage. Yeah, I remember the last, well, I think the last major the tournament Cup. was the 2014. Yeah, because World they weren't Cup in the in last Brazil, World Cup. Yeah. When Van Persie scored that. Superman header. Yeah, that was incredible. Indeed, when they won like 5-1 against Spain. I remember it well. Mm-hmm. Um, England qualified. I think they're looking very strong. Yeah. I think after their run in the World Cup in 2018, they are going to be a contender, I think, in the tournament. I think we'll talk more towards the end of the show about they give a little Euro 2020 preview, but England's looking strong. Um, Oh, yeah. The Danes qualified. I love the Euros, so, you know, the qualifiers seem unnecessary at times when you see England playing like San Marino. Yeah, and Kevin De Bruyne would agree with you on that one. Yes, he he did make a statement on that. And what was that statement, if you'd like to share with everyone? Didn't he call, he called the whole qualifying procedure pointless? Yeah. It just seems like Like a joke. The UEFA um, national team structure is all over the place right now. You have World Cup qualifiers. Euro qualifiers in the Nations League. Again, as I've said before, I thought the point of the Nations League was to kind of streamline the qualification process, but it's, a, I guess, just a different competition entirely that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with. But then there are some spots that qualify for the year. It, it, it's, like, unnecessarily complicated, in my opinion. I agree. So... What's next, though? We're 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 gonna move on from international break because it's basically you know the same the same stuff happening. We're not gonna give it more attention than it needs right now. Uh, we just we just want the Euro Cup to happen already. Yeah. But the Premier League, we got some interesting stuff going on this weekend, especially for Liverpool. But we got three guys out, so this is gonna be really interesting uh, to see against Crystal Palace. Uh, Mosala is injured, and so is Matip. 
And I believe, uh, who is the other one that's out? It's Matip, Salah, and I have to remember. Someone else is out, but we're going to have to see yeah. who it is right now. So, yeah, trip down to Selhurst Park. A few injuries to deal with. Yeah, I think it was Mane, but I'm going to have to check. No, I think Mane's good. I think, you know. Yeah, Robertson. That's who it oh, is, Andy Robertson. So, Mosala, Andy Robertson, and Matip will be missing the clash against Crystal Palace. So, that's that's crucial. Usually that's, one player yeah, out. Right. One player out, you're like, oh, damn, what's going to happen? But then so three? You'll probably see Joe Gomez at one of those wing-back positions. Um, and then Lovren filling in at center back. Yeah. And then... Salah will be replaced by Origi, possibly. Origi or Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yeah, I'd like to see Ox up there. I mean, the Ox is impressed lately, and I'd mm-hmm. like to see him get in more. I think a start would be good for him. So Yeah. I could see that. But we I haven't seen see Origi Ox. on the pitch as much. Uh, mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to bring him in, too, maybe in the second half later on in the game. And Shaq. Shaq is oh, back yeah, from injury. Oh, yeah, big Shaq. <laughs> so maybe he'd get a run around at some point. Um, but, you know. Yeah. As has been the case for Liverpool the past like two seasons, if it's not a win, it's a disappointment. Yeah. So, what's your prediction though for for that game? Score prediction: two 0 to Liverpool. I, I think. wouldn't think I wouldn't hold Crystal Palace that low. No, they're not, I, I think they got one think, goal going, at least. Okay. I certainly don't think they're a bad team, and I think they're. A threat and uh, a threat that should be taken what seriously. What about Norwich? I feel so bad. Norwich is yeah, all the I way know. at the I bottom. I liked their story a lot, and they beat City at home, and it was looking good for them. I like Pookie. Yeah, and I like Todd Cantwell. Year. I thought that he could have been a bright young star just on the rise, but it's his not team's not helping. Them. And that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, sorry. At least Pookie gets to enjoy that, though, on the national level now, yeah. going into the Shout year. out Delia Smith. We're sorry <laughs> about your club. Yeah, so... Uh, you have Liverpool set to expand Anfield. Elaborate. Yes. We just announced yesterday that this has been rumored for a long time, but they are formally beginning the process to expand the Anfield Road end, which is important um, because it's a club in a city that has so much, you know, so much love for them, and it is notoriously difficult to get tickets to mm-hmm. watch them. Um, and so adding these seats, not many, I mean, a few thousand, but mm-hmm. we'll hope to alleviate that in some way. I mean, the season ticket holder waiting list is 30 years, I think. That's um, crazy. And there, and you think, I mean, it's just crazy to think when you think about teams here who are actively struggling just to f- fill their arena, this has... I mean, there are 30 years worth of people waiting mm-hmm. for seats. That's that's insane. Um, Definitely insane. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully this could ultimately benefit the fans. I know when they built the new main stand, they introduced a program where a few thousand tickets are given to people with Liverpool zip codes. Um, wow. every game for like 10 pounds. So hopefully they continue a program like that, um, you know, as Liverpool becomes 
more and more of a a global brand and i the new nike deal coming next season will only mm-hmm. you know make that even more pronounced but as they become a, a global brand if you will i think i, I hope that they keep the fans at the, the center of their focus. For sure. That's very important for clubs to do because without the fans, you're really nothing. So Man or your City. Man City. <laughs> we literally just said that at the same time. So Man City and Chelsea are going to be playing. What are your predictions for that game? What do you think needs to be done on both sides? So City, um, I think City are starting to show some cracks, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help all the injuries they've had, especially their back line has just been yeah, it's been gone. You know, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm going to say I, I could see Chelsea taking this one. Tammy Abraham just going off. I could see Chelsea taking this one 2-1 to one with a late winner. I could see it. I, I'd like to see that. See some Tammy Abraham, some Pulisic maybe Who, doing something. Christian Pulisic has yeah. uh, really been showing up lately, yeah. hasn't he? So maybe he just needs to do it against this and prove himself even more. Um, But they're going to debut the Spurs, Mourinho's Spurs, against West Ham. Your thoughts about that? That will be fun to watch. It will be. If it is. is, I think it's like one of those 6.30 a.m. games, so... Yeah, we're going to have to see, though. But it's, it's exciting to see what their form is going to be like under Mourinho for the first time and the chemistry if people yeah. are off balance a little or if they're just solid. I saw a lot of Tottenham fans on Twitter as soon as Potch was sacked trying to give away their tickets for the West Ham game. <laughs> the next oh morning, God. they're right back trying to get them. Because I think Spurs fans are genuinely excited about this. Um and I just think it'll be so odd. Like, I've, I've already seen pictures of Jose in the mm-hmm. Tottenham training mm-hmm. gear, and it just looks it looks so odd. So, okay, his his clownness aside and all his antics with the media and just everything he's done, let's put that to the side for a moment. I want to hear your opinion. What What is your opinion about him as a coach? Your opinion of him. I mean, he's him. spoken out. He's He's been a very anti-Liverpool guy through the years. So I've, you know, I've kind of taken personal okay but personal but, aside well, what do yes. you think of him? personal aside he is a very good coach and okay. i think he uh you know his his statements and his kind of out there reputation with the media is, is kind of fun to watch i, I like hate to admit it but i kind of mm-hmm. enjoy it and i'm kind of glad that for better or worse He's back in the Premier League, so I think it was again. I think it was what right redeeming for, qualities for do you think he has? As well, a coach? he brings success. I mean, he wins trophies, um, even if all of his tenures seemingly have come to rocky finishes. He he gets results. He won the league with Chelsea. He won the FA Cup in Europa League, I believe, with Man United. Mm-hmm, with Man U, which by Man United standards these days is. I think the last one Just was in like 2017, was it? Yeah, I yeah. think they won the FA Cup. So yeah, I mean, it's been a while since Spurs have won a trophy. I think they haven't. I think their last trophy, their last major trophy, was the FA Cup in like mm-hmm. 1993 or something like that. So it's a big club. It's now a top six club. And by the way, 
Potch, I saw this on Twitter somewhere. I mean, Potch effectively created the top six. There would be no Spurs in the top six if it weren't for Potch. So, how so? Well, I think before he came, Spurs were kind of uh, they were dwindling at the level of your Evertons and your Wolves mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe scrapping for Europa League contention. Yeah, they're obviously a big club with many fans and the new stadium should prove that in every way yeah but yeah all the credit to Poch and I I think I think Jose will be successful I think he will get a trophy of some kind within the first two years that's my bold prediction okay cool we're we're gonna have to see that that I know Tottenham Spurs fans are going to be delighted to hear your bold prediction on that. They're going to be hoping the same thing. But speaking of the top six, as you mentioned a little bit ago, someone who's been really steady up top after Liverpool in second place has been Leicester. And I really, really, really think Leicester is going to stay there for the rest of the season, if not at least in the top three. They really, they really have been fantastic, haven't they? Really, uh, they they have. And what's your what's your opinion on good old Jamie Vardy? Jamie if you're Vardy on his team, you love him. If you're not, you can't love him. No, I've always I've always really liked Jamie Vardy. Um, a lot of people feel differently if they're not on, a, on the other side. He's quite a personality, but he's a, a Sunday League hero. Mm-hmm. Worked his way up through the ranks, um, and then of course Brendan Rodgers, who. Oh yeah, I think he's the perfect manager for that group of players. Just he does fit really well over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, I mean, they won obviously the Premier League mm-hmm. famously a few years ago, and then they finish outside the top six. And mm-hmm. but they're not going down without a fight. They're they're kind of staking their claim to that they are. top class of clubs, and so good for them. There, and we're also going to have Manu and Sheffield. Facing off this weekend. That's an interesting one. Sheffield have been exceeding expectations vastly this season. <laughs> yeah. Man United the opposite. So, and then Man United, if you want to talk about managers, I mean, how long are they going to keep? Okay, well, you know what? I have something to say Ole about at that. The wheel. So, Ole, basically, okay, Rashford just came out the other day and said how much he loves him as a manager and that he thinks that he's a perfect fit and he should stay. So the players are liking him. So I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is on that. I mean, he's a perfect fit if you want to play Europa League games in July. (laughs) That was a good response. I mean, he's just not getting the results, is he? I, I, I could see Potch... Man United. But do you really shocking. think it's his fault, or do you think that I re- you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he's not on the pitch. What do you yeah, what I do think, you think? I mean, I think managers are always scapegoated. Yeah. But I also think that they are I mean to name me list me top three players on Arsenal on Man United this season. This season? Mm-hmm. I mean <clears throat> Rashford. Right. Rashford is the first one that comes to my mind and one of the only ones that comes to my mind for this season. He's kind of, I mean, Paul Pogba has had such difficulty there. He's a great player. I feel like if he went, or it's not it's not a matter of if, but when. When he moves clubs, he's going to retake that role as, as one of the world's 
top players. Um, but I mean, I think there are a lot of problems behind the scenes at Man United too. I know a lot of Man United fans. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I really don't think. Yeah, but I think the manager is someone that the players all look up to. I mean, like, and Rashford looks up to him. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It would have been but a different story. Maybe they're story. not inspired by him. Maybe they're not afraid of him. You need to. You need a little fear. I mean, okay. Not to get into the specifics of coaching, but I think a coach has to motivate and he has to demand more of his players. Of you know, course, if they like, of course, if they like Ole because he's just nice. I'm sorry, but a coach. I get what you're saying. Only be nice. I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here and just be the like... The red devil's advocate in Man <laughs> yes. United's case. Yes. Well, no, I'm just trying to... Basically, when there there are problematic coaches who players don't like, and at least what I'm trying to say is with Ole, he's not, it's not a bad situation with him and the players. So I think that's also imperative mm-hmm. that, that they have good relationships. And he seems to have a decent relationship with the players around him. So it could be much worse of a situation where these players are like, okay, well, we can't stand this guy. We don't want to be here because of him. So at least it's not that. So what I'm saying is, yes, he should. I agree with you 100%. He should be more imposing, a little more demanding, a little more just less of a, you know, a nice friend type of person and be more on their case about things. But also, like, at the end of the day, he's not going to be the one playing on the pitch for them. So they need to figure it out. And I think as as an, as a club altogether, Man United needs to get their stuff fixed because Rashford can't be the only one producing for the team, you know. So there, there needs to be more people in the highlights that we can be talking about that, that are producing, and quite frankly, there aren't this season. So it's a bit of a rough, rough patch. They do need to bring in newer talent and some more serious players onto the pitch so that they can have something going for them. And we talked about, you know, last season with Mateusz Delicht being one of the people to possibly come over there, and, you know, it would be good for him. He'd play all the time. He'd create a brand for himself at Man U. That didn't end up happening. So it's not the same Man United anymore. Exactly. And they can't so continue they, to operate from that framework. Right. And they're not bringing in any new players like that, the young right. people. So I mean, who, it's hard. Who would want to play there right now? They're a Europa League team yeah, at this point. That's what's tough. So it's, it is what it is. We're going to just have to see where they're going to end up. But we can go ahead and move forward to Bundesliga and look ahead to the coming months before mm-hmm. you take off to, yes. to Liverpool. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting. Yes. Um, but the Bundesliga is its very interesting this year because Borussia Mönchengladbach mm-hmm. are still atop the table. I know, like, a couple months ago, I, you know, we'd look at that table and see it as perhaps an anomaly, but they're hanging tight, and uh, they're, like, four points clear at the top of the Bundesliga, so good for them, and... Well, I hope they hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Union Berlin, of course, our favorite yeah. Bundesliga club, are up to 11th. So they're venturing more towards a permanent safety. From Stepping up a bit. So good for them. Um, I'm happy for them. And uh, But we'll keep our eyes on the Bundesliga as yeah. we do. So January transfer window. What are your thoughts? I know we're, we're approaching it much sooner than we think we are. You know, Time is just flying by. It's not by. long now. A little yeah. over a month. Yeah, time is flying by. So what are your your bold predictions of what's going to go down this um, transfer window? I mean, there are a lot of 
transfers rumored that probably won't happen until the summer. I think. Do you think anyone's going to make that early move? I think Bale's going to have to go. Um, yeah. And he's going to go to somewhere in England. Mm-hmm. Just the way he's been talking. The way that's the only place that that's going to match up to his cultural. The way he's been talking about the language barrier. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Would he go to like the MLS? I don't know. <laughs> no. Maybe he'll yet. sign for. He's not. He hasn't stooped that low. Yeah. Sorry, MLS, but not really <laughs> sorry when you're <laughs> spitting out logos like that one he did today. Wow, Chris just firing shots. Yeah. Um, but I think he goes to England to either Man United or Spurs. I think a Spurs return would be nice. Man, you could really use Bale though, with what we were just talking about. So, either he one could be, yeah, he could really be the centerpiece of mm-hmm. that rebuild mm-hmm. if he wanted to be, um, because they have a lot of. That's work a key to do. thing you just said there. If he wanted to be, and yeah. that's something with Bale, like when he wants to, he really produces, and when he's, I want you, he's not absolutely world class when he wants to be. Oh, he is. And he just needs to be given the opportunity. In the right setting to, to do that. Right. Just a little bit of appreciation. That's all he's asking for. hmm So, title chases, predictions. You got, well, what are your predictions? Well, um, in England, I think it, once again, is going to be the, I don't know. I, I'd say it's going to be a two-horse race again, but Leicester nah, in second. I think it's Liverpool this year for sure. But I think, I think it's Liverpool's to lose more than ever. Even more so than last season. Um, oh, yeah. They just looked so strong against City. Oh, yeah. Last time they played. And City are showing cracks. Um, but don't count out Leicester. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but... You're right. They're nothing to they're nothing to sniff at. Um, they're not. But, but you cannot... Compa- I simply can say with utter confidence that you cannot compare any other team in the Premier League this season to Liverpool. These guys from the begin from the moment this yeah. season sparked, Liverpool was hit with a big, big situation when Becker went down and they're like, like What are happened. we gonna do? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a guy you'd never expect, and I wanna mention him today because he deserves much more appreciation than yeah, he got. Kind of his tenure now kind that of he's ended gone. Now- right. People aren't even they he's been forgotten about, but he stepped up for those roughly great. He really was. Right. For roughly two months, Adrian, the things that he did for someone who we never expect, we're like, ah, man, it's over. Any hopes of the title this season is just gone now. But no, Adrian stepped up. Van Dijk, of course, always the rock of the team, the center, the the just Virgil Van Dijk. He's our number four. We watch him. (laughs) We watch him. Should I start? Should I continue with the chant? I mean, you could put it on. We watch him defend, and we watch him score. Anyways, this season is definitely Liverpool's. It's happening. I'm not. I think think it's the time to vanquish the the uh, ghosts of past is now. Yeah, there's no bottling up this season, lads. Make Uh, sure make sure that doesn't happen. You'll be over there. So if anything happens, I'm gonna send send you over there to. To we'll hunt do them field down. reports from the parade. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think Chelsea have any threat to the title. Um, but I think the top four will be an interesting yeah. scrap. For sure. It's looking like probably in some order, Leicester, Chelsea, and City, Arsenal, 
Spurs and United have their own issues to work out. Yeah. And I don't need, and then Arsenal. Think about Arsenal going forward. Of course, Spurs, you know, sacked their manager. What what does Arsenal do now? I mean, they have been underperforming or just rather so inconsistent under um, Emery. Mm-hmm. And fans are not happy with him at the club. Unai Emery is the first manager in the Premier League that I figured would get sacked this season. And then we got hit with a potch just yeah. being sacked. I mean, so, so Arsenal wouldn't bring in potch. So who would they bring in? What? That's the thing with, with Mourinho gone. He was always the one. Anytime anyone would get sacked in Europe, they're like, all right, Mourinho's taken over. Mm-hmm. Now that Mourinho's on a squad, who's who's the guy? Well, there were rumors. I was looking at the betting odds. Arsene Wenger? No, I don't think Because he. he's completely, he got a new position. It's not happening anymore. Yeah, he's now not going to come back. Right. It, he has his own position. That was the first prediction for people saying, like, he's going to step up and, you know, end up coaching, but that's not happening. No, he had his goodbye. And yeah. That's, that ship is sailed. He's found a new, new job now. I think uh, I saw a lot of rumors of Eddie Howe to Spurs. Okay. After so you mean to Arsenal? Well, after Poch was sacked, oh. I saw Eddie Howe's name mentioned. So I wonder if he'd make that move. I don't know. Who I do you think would be the best fit? I mean, that's tough. They're a club that has been in kind of turmoil for a while now. Mm-hmm. And again, I think you need someone that can inspire, not just another and random name. And speaking of name. turmoil, do you think... Shaka is gonna be at any point of boy, yeah, that was uh, a return, or do you think after what happened with him, he's sort of like been tarnished in the eyes of the fans? I, mean, I think he's gonna be on his way out now. Okay. After what's happened, well, you can't really come back from that in the mm-hmm. same way, can you? So, I don't know where they go. I think they're a very confusing club with not. They're kind of a directionless club. Yeah. They remind me of. And just like patching up holes with duct tape as their their raft continues to deflate. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know who they'd bring in. Well, we're just gonna have to see what unfolds. But what are your predictions for Champions League? This season. Early predictions, yes. It's hard to say right now, but again, I honest I like Liverpool's chances to get back to Istanbul, at least to the final. You know, it's, it would be tough um, while on a Premier League title Yeah, it's going to be tough to repeat everything from last season, but I mean, if I anyone can do it, they have to be one of the could. strongest teams in Europe. Barcelona will be out for vengeance, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, PSG, you know, all the usual contenders will be, will be right there. I think City will be particularly motivated for European success, so I think... But with their injuries... And yeah. setbacks that they faced this season thus yeah, far, but, do you think? I mean, but yeah, without Sané. Speaking of... Well, even their, just their defenders, like Emeric La, Laporte and, and all those other people. I mean, it's it's been yeah. a big blow to, to, the, to the team. Oh, it certainly has. I mean, there's a lot to keep, keep an yeah. eye on, but that's why we watch, right? That's why... For sure. So... So now we're going to move on to your lower league news before we wrap up. Final lower league news update. Oh, Very yeah. Very bittersweet. 
Yeah. Um, so the championship right now is pretty much the same as it has been the last few weeks. West Brom continue to lead. You'll remember West Brom if you've watched the Premier League for a mm-hmm. few years. They look like they could be on their way back, followed by Preston North End, who I'm kind of surprised. Um, this would be interesting to see them in the top flight. Leeds are right there. Oh, Leeds. Nottingham Forest, who are, by the way, two-time Champions League winners. Not many people know that. When? I didn't Back know that. Back in the late 70s. Okay. They won it two years in a row. Okay. But Nottingham Forest are grappling at a potential promotion, which would be nice. I'd like to see them come up. Um, and then Stoke, long-time Stoke Premier City. League. Premier Leaguers are in the relegation zone. In, uh, in danger of going down to League One, which is a league that is home to our beloved Bolton Wanderers, who, of course, started the season with negative 11 points for financial reasons. And they have, I am very proud to say, as of November. <laughs> what is it? The suspense November is November 21st. They have fought their way into the positive, so they now have one point. <gasps> Yeah. That is a celebration. They are 14 points back of safety. Wow. But uh, they're climbing. So good for them. What an inspiring, inspiring story. I mean, they're playing with mostly like youth players and yeah. a really thrown together team. You know, last as recently as last spring, their backroom staff was had to go on food stamps. It was yeah. a whole, I mean... They've been through a lot. They almost lost their club, and now they're at mm-hmm. least playing, and they're at least getting some results, which if you're a fan of them, I mean, it has to just mean the world. Indeed it does. So that's, that's a really interesting, fun, exciting news in the lower leagues, and that is a bittersweet moment because that was your final time uh, sharing the lower leagues, at least until you get back from Liverpool. So I want to wish you the best of luck. It was a oh, pleasure. Thank you having you as a co-host on the show this season and I was very glad to join. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I learned a lot of different stuff about these about these lower league teams from you and all the knowledge that you brought to that. So it was really interesting. We're going to have to see what unfolds. Uh you're going to be watching from actually from the home of our fellow Reds. So it's going to be really cool for you to see the season unravel. Like, I'm just excited for you just talking about it right now. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's going to be crazy. I can't even wrap my head around it. I'm just starting to finally allow myself to wrap my head around it now that the court is just ending. So when's your flight? January. It's not until January. But I'm going into London for a few days, uh, to I guess get acclimated, and until Maybe when I'll are catch you there? A match for like three days or something. No, no, like uh, oh. in general, your study Until like the end of May. Fun. So you're there for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. interesting. So cool. I wish you the very best over there, and thank you guys for tuning in to today's yeah. episode. And thank you for anyone who tuned in the entire season. Yeah, the entire season we're going to be heading into our own international break, and I may or may not be back with another season of Talk Soccer to Me next quarter, depending on uh, what's going to be happening in my journalistic life. As uh, all, all the best to as, that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. 
So we're going to have to see what happens. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow Chris's journey in Liverpool on social media and stay tuned with everything. Uh, I'll be keeping keeping updated. Yeah. And make sure you stay tuned with soccer, everything in the football world. And stay golden, laddies. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better myself. When you all in my field. Just remember this, Chris, when you're walking around in the nice streets of Liverpool. Be afraid yes, of course. Of the dark. Walking the, the Mercy Streets. The Mercy Streets. Over in Mercy Gonna have to hopefully come back with a stronger Scouse accent. Oh, for sure. And be sure to bring me back a signed uh, Van Dyke jersey. Well, that's that's ambitious. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You guys are listening to Talk Talk to Me here on Radio Nepal Sports with student voice of Nepal Blue Demons. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the rest of this and try not to cry. <laughs> <laughs>